You are listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolley. to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, coming to you as always from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. Joining me today, back from his excursion to the Unknown Regions, is Mr. Ray Rumsey. Ray, how are you today? I am quite well. There is no galactic prison that can hold me. (laughs) <laughs> uh and it sounds like uh it, unfortunately uh joe is not here he is currently uh in a back to tank recovering um so but <laughs> yeah yep. um yeah it's going around um yeah it's that time of year you know weather changing you know goes from i don't know what it's like out east but it's you know, fall is officially here. It's been raining the last three days, just pretty much nonstop. Just that kind of icky, cold fall weather. Yeah. You know, and they actually here they're uh, for Halloween. They're actually calling for the dreaded S word. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll be um, doing our best Hoth, our best Hoth impersonation here in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, they moved ours to Saturday. Because of inclement weather. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, things have been going good over here. Just had a birthday the, over the weekend, so had fun with that. And, awesome. Uh, went to a hockey game in Peoria and spent the weekend with what with the wife and watching some watching some hockey action on the ice. And uh, other yeah. than that, yeah, had had fun. But we're not here to talk about hockey or my birthday. This is not that podcast. And <laughs> I don't know who would listen to a, that podcast. But uh, we're here to talk Star Wars. And um, I don't know if you heard, but there was a little trailer that came out. Yes. For episode nine. And we will be getting to that soon. Ladies and gentlemen, that is called foreshadowing. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but uh, um, the big news other than that is the news that uh, Benioff and Weiss, who, of course, if you don't know, were the uh, minds behind um, the Game of Thrones series, uh, they initially were tasked to create a Star Wars trilogy of their own. And uh, it was just announced that they are... Let's see if I can pull up the article. Uh, uh, They're no longer making uh, their Star Wars movie. Um, This broke early Tuesday morning, and... um, there's a lot of speculation on the internet, of course, um, and a lot of mixed reviews, um, especially after the last season of Game of Thrones was kind of what I, I was, didn't watch it, but when I heard it was kind of lackluster, and a lot of people weren't 
really too thrilled with the final episode. Um, so there's a lot of speculation and a lot of worry that they that once the you know they ran out of the books and it was just on their own that they weren't as creative as many people would have might have thought mm. uh, because they were using stuff already used materials to, to to go from so they really didn't have to do a lot of thinking and a lot of be that creative because they could just you know look at the books and it's like well this is what the books say and that once they ran out of you know the, the material the show went past the books that the show kind of started to dip you know the the, the quality of the show started of game of thrones started to dip and so i know there's a lot of worry that once those names were attached to it those two names were attached to it that what would it be like? But at the same time, I think a lot of people are also excited at the potential of a um, Old Republic movie or Old Republic TV series. Ah, um, yeah. Because with their pedigree in Game of Thrones, it kind of made sense that they would be brought in to create a um, an Old Republic movie. So, um, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, if you think this is a good thing or if it's um, and this is one thing I really wish we could have had Joe on being a filmmaker, because, you know, you know, because these I think these kind of things happen more often than we that we know of um, where. You know, for whatever reason, someone is pulled from a project or pulls themselves from a project and. Um, I know that they were working on a Netflix series too, and it could just be the th- one of those things that um, it was just a conflict of interest. There was a time conflict, and they decided to go with the Netflix show instead of the movies. So yeah, um... I mean, to me, that almost seems like kind of what it is. Is that it was just a because it was just a conflict where you know. And it happens all the time where either an actor is slated to be in a role and then he finds out, you know, hey, I got this other gig coming up and I'm going to take this other gig. Right. Um, right. You know, famously, the most famous one I can think of is um, uh, Indiana Jones. Tom Selleck was originally supposed to play Indy in the Indiana Jones movies, but he already signed a contract to play uh, Magnum P.I., and so he had to pull out. And, of course, as we all know, Harrison Ford got that gig. So, I mean, this kind of stuff happens all the time with, you know, actors or directors or writers, you know, being scrapped for whatever reason, you know, whether it be they get a better gig or there's a conflict or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones was all right, I guess. I know that's probably going to be yeah. an uh, unpopular opinion. Um, I did, I just couldn't really get into it. Uh, but when you think about how a movie comes together, it's not just the directors. I mean, you got writers, you've got producers, there's, there's lots of moving parts. And if any one of them kind of craps, then they all crap. So, I don't know, maybe, 
maybe it was a good thing and you probably yeah. are onto something where when the when they ran out of book material i mean uh, albeit i never even got that far all i know is the little clips that i saw on facebook and things like that and of course the millions of people screaming about the ending of game of thrones um so i think that we very very well might have dodged a uh, laser on that one we might have we might have uh so other than that there's really not a lot more news that i've been seeing um unfortunately neither one of us have had a chance to see the mandalorian trailer uh, but once we do, we will definitely give our opinions on that. But as I alluded to before, we have a episode nine trailer that dropped uh, last week. Was it last week that it dropped? Um, when it was it was uh, Monday. Yeah, was it Monday night. It was halftime of Monday Night Football. Um, October twenty first, right? What was that? Uh, that might have just been when I saw it get posted on YouTube. Um, it could have been, yeah. But yeah, but but anyway, um, we're gonna go break this down. But first of all, let's just give our initial thoughts. Uh, and I'll start. Um, so, uh, what were your initial thoughts of the trailer? Uh, hmm. Well, <laughs> to be honest. I think it was much more transparent than the last one. Okay. Um, in in the regards that okay, so the la- the last trailer came out, everybody got hung up on Ray with the red lightsaber, right? And I mean that was just the the talk of the town, and that and C three PO's eyes. Um, <laughs> oh, but. <laughs> But in this one, we see C-3PO with normal eyes. We see mm-hmm. Rey with her, her classic lightsaber. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I feel like this well, one is much more accurate to, look, there's no secrets. There's no hidden message. This is, this is it. This is what yeah. it's going to be. I think that's what we got. Well, well I, I looked at tried to find you know similarities and differences between all of and I think the similarities are is the one word that I keep coming up with when I look at all of them the way they're shot is epic this is very like this the the the, the vistas and the camera work you know the way that everything just looks big and it's very epic um and all of them, in some way or shape or form, try to pull at your heartstrings. There's right. always those. There, there's these moments that you're just like, you know, you know, trying to what, you know, they they for you know, almost tried to force you to wipe away the tears. Um, this one didn't have, as you put it, those, oh my gosh, moments. Those, holy crap, what was that? You know, the first one, of course, had the laugh. Right. At the end, you know, the second one, of course, had the 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 the, the red lightsaber. This one really didn't have that moment. That this this trailer didn't have that. What? What was that moment? Um, unless, of course, you can't the C three PO scene, which we will get to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot more 
this one had so much stuff going on in it that it was it was this one was more of a feast for the eyes right there was just so much stuff going on you're just like what was that 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 um so i think we should just get right into it and start breaking this down uh what do you think man I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> All right. So, of course, we start with the trailer with the um, the Lucasfilm logo coming up, which always classic. Always love that. And to <laughs> all the Disney haters, let me just say this one last time. Disney does not make Star Wars. Lucasfilm still makes Star Wars. Yes, Disney owns Lucasfilms, but Lucasfilms make Star Wars. Love that they put that in there. And um, I'm going to come to one of my first theories okay. of the, with the opening shot where you see uh, Ray train what looks like the training. I love the fact that they had the classic helmet from uh, New Hope with the, um, the visor and the little um, training droids chasing, chasing after her. And where do you think this is set at? I want to ask you first. I mean, and it's it's probably just because of the the helmet that falls right in the get go, but it definitely reminds me of Endor. I don't think it is Endor. Well, the and the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it is, and I'll tell you why. Okay. And I'll tell you. Why, I'll, I'll, first of all, I'll tell you why I don't think it's Endor. Endor was just a forest, but it was a deciduous forest. It was shot, of course, as many people may know. In Northern California in the Redwood Forest. This looked much more jungle-ish. This much more lush. Uh, later on we see a scene where um, it's kind of mountainous. I think we're on Yavin 4. Oh, yes. I think we're which, on Yavin. Which would make sense given didn't... At some point there was a, a new temple set up there, right? Didn't, uh, didn't Luke yeah, set... Well, in the, the EU... Right. In the old expanded universe, Luke set up his his academy on ya on Yavin. Right. Uh, the other thing that gets me that makes me think that is there's a scene later on where there's a hangar where everyone is um, gathered around that looks a lot like the inside of the Maasai temples that were that the rebels used in A New Hope. Right. The the bases. So I think we're I think in that scene we're back on Yavin. I think that the resistance has set up a a base on back on Yavin four. That's cool. Um, That's a good theory. I I've heard a few people mention this and even more and more. I think about it. I think that if we're not on Yavin, we're on a new planet, but my guess is that we're on Yavin four. I think we're going to get a lot of, um, I think we definitely will be back on indoor, but I think for this particular scene that we are on, Yavin. Um, we see a scene of her jumping, and then I love the cut from her jumping from um, over the cliff, and it just it, this the scene switched to um, the jungle planet to what looks like probably inside the Death Star. Yeah, I agree with with uh, that, was that observation. That was, yeah, because um, if you look at the part after she does the uh, the quote unquote hero landing. Um, behind her, you can almost, I mean, at least to me, that looks like the same bridge that they, they would fight on. Yeah. 
Well, it also it looked you, if you look in the distance, kind of behind her, you kind of see a a tower that looks almost like the same type of shield generator tower that Obi Wan used on the first Death Star to turn right. off the shield. Yes, yes, kind of that yes. Air. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think we're on the uh, the um, the second Death Star. Um, then you get that scene of, as I mentioned before, in the uh, well, you get a scene of a Finn, the voiceover <laughs> by Finn, talking about uh, the Force bringing them together. Um, Still looking confused think, as always. Of course, it's Finn. Um, <laughs> do you think there he's talking about just him and Ray, or do you think he's talking about all of them? That the Force brought all of them together, him, Finn, Poe. I think um, he's talking about all of them, to be honest. Yeah, I do too. I do. I, I, I do too. I think he's talking about um, all of them. Um, then the uh, uh, Poe talking about good people, you know, people leading will follow. And that scene, and this is my second theory um, the scene where you see Lando kind of holding court. And the um, the hangar, mm-hmm. where you see everyone gets kind of gathered around. I think because there's a lot, there's some scenes where you see people kind of having their hands on each other's shoulders, and looks like they're consoling each other. I think they're getting the news of General Organa's death. Yeah, I think that's the scene we're going to see where they announce where everyone finds out that Leia has has died. Yeah, I think um, that. That's probably very true. Yeah, um, we get a uh, a quick look at Rose and some uh, new characters uh, in the background, and then we also get a little bit of a look at um, Poe's new X-wing. Um, and I don't know what did you think of the uh, of the new color scheme, the orange color scheme uh, instead of the the black. Um, the the orange actually really kind of reminds me of the uh, new uh, admittedly i haven't watched it in forever but the new one that was on um, disney uh oh. about the fighters <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it reminds me of oh uh the resist uh, star wars as Re- uh, the resistance uh maybe that was it it's the most recent one that be. disney yeah had the, new, the newest one yeah, yeah. and um, that's kind of what it reminds me of but I mean, and I like it. I enjoy the orange color, to be I, honest. I did. Um, and then, speaking of orange, we also get well, not orange, but our first real, really, I guess you could say, full-on um, fan service scene where you see the Tantive Four crashing over the forest. Yep. Yep. The jungle, the blockade runner, and that was my first one of. Ooh, <laughs> that was cool. Wait. Seeing the sh- ship again, seeing Leia's ship coming up, and um, some people speculated that the ship will get shot down, and that's how Leia will they'll take Leia as far as her death. Oh, that she'll be on her ship going somewhere, and the ship will be destroyed. Judging by the um, way it's crashing through the trees and everything, I think they're they're probably letting Ray fly. <laughs> Uh, or Anakin you know another happy landing (laughs) yep yep (laughs) 
Um, and then we get our first real look at full-on uh, Ray with the lightsaber. Um, and that was just an awesome scene, I think, of... Um, and also also the first kind of callback to Last Jedi with Ray saying, everybody thinks they know who I am, but no one knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a play off on that whole that whole thing of last in the last Jedi of Ray being a nobody, right? And, and then of course Kylo saying, "I do," and of course that awesome scene of him walking towards and looks like they're getting ready to go into battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what what did you think? Um, of all the scenes in this, I think that one is probably going to be our deceiver scene because mm-hmm. Kylo uses a very straightforward fighting technique. Um, yeah. he's, he's very aggressive with how he fights and that could just be how he was trained. It could be, that's his preferred method of fighting. Um, yeah. but anyway, as he walks up to her you see him kind of move the lightsaber as if he's getting ready to make an attack, but he flips it around so that the blade yeah. is pointing the other direction. Yeah, and um, that I mean, I, we've seen we've seen other characters in Star Wars that will, at least not necessarily in live action that much, but we have seen other characters in Star Wars use a reverse grip fighting style, right? Um, Right, which uh, I agree with that, but we haven't seen Kylo do that. This is true, and with his style of sword, with the with the the hilt and the cross guard, it doesn't really make sense that he would use a reverse style. Yeah, it seems like it would be kind of awkward. Most yeah, most of the time when they're using reverse style, I'm pretty sure they're using the dual lightsaber technique, though. A lot of times they are, yeah. Um, Ahsoka used it a lot, in, right. especially in Clone Wars. She used the the, um, and so did uh, in the old video game, the old um, Force. I almost wanted to say Force Awakens, but the Force <laughs> Unleashed video games, Star Killer used a reverse mm-hmm. grip too. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting of that being. Um, although we do see a scene later on where they are fighting, it looks like they're fighting on that same piece of the Death Star. Right. Yeah. Um, then, of course, you get the, um, <laughs> the that throne. iceberg. Oh, and the the floating iceberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The floating with iceberg. With all the TIE which I found out those are a new type of TIE fighter. Really? Those are called the TIE Whisperer. They seem faster. I mean, that could they just be are, the way they do they're it. Like but... a stealth, ah. uh, a stealth, they're like a stealth fighter. Um, they're called the TIE Whisperer. Um, no idea if they're a First Order variant or a uh, Imperial variant. Because, um, of course, then, as you said, we see the throne. And the first bit of dialogue we've heard from the Emperor. Right. Which we uh, kind of talked about a while back. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but we kind of talked about it a while back about how uh, the Sith, rather than doing forced ghost, they tend to attach themselves to objects 
Jack. And yes. we had actually had that conversation that we were pretty sure the emperor was connected to the throne. Hmm. Yeah. And I love the fact with the throne that they're using a Ralph McQuarrie design. That is the throne that you see in that scene is directly from a design that Ralph McQuarrie drew for uh, Return of the Jedi. Right. Uh, a concept, a concept piece. So that is awesome that you see, see that. And then of course you get the uh, long have I waited, or should I say long have I waited? <laughs> and now, and then of course you get the Imperial Star Destroyer. Oh yeah. Breaking up through the ice. The old, the original, the, the classic coming up through the ice. And I'll, ad- I'll admit that, was probably more of a got my heart racing more than seeing Leia's ship. I saw that coming up out and I just, that was awesome. I did a little fan squeal. uh, I wish I had my piece of paper here because the next scene you see is the, um, the cornucopia of ships. Yes. That, giant fleet and i actually had a list and wrote down all the ships that i noticed and went online to find you know what other people had found and i wrote them them down but unfortunately i do not have the list on me (laughs) so i'm uh going by just what i remember of course we see the ghost Mm -hmm. from rebels yeah again uh so a lot of people are speculating will we actually see general syndulla or any of the other ghost crew. Um, Which kind of tied see... into our last trailer conversation because we were talking about Ezra coming back. Yes, that's, uh, that's another possibility. Could it actually be Ezra and uh, Thrawn? Right. On the ship, uh, which, is, which I'm going to get into another theory um, before long. Um, we see also, if you notice the distance, you see a um, from the prequels um, from Episode One, the uh, Trade Federation battleship. We see yes. one of those. Yep, the big one with the little, the one that Aunt, that little baby Annie destroyed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we see also the ship of from some of the video old video games. We see the ship of Kyle Katan. And who was the other guy? Um, my mind's gone blank now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of ships. Uh, some old Moncal, some new Moncal variations, and uh, some old Hammerhead Corvettes. Yep. Uh, some ships from the old Republic games, just a ton of ships. And this leads me to my first, I don't know if you would say, if you think this might be an issue. It's because it seemed like in The Last Jedi, they tried to go out of their way to, quote unquote, as they said, subvert our expectations. Right. So there was virtually no fan service. And it went from, do you think that the, that the pendulum may have swung too far. That with Last Jedi, they gave us no fan service. And with this movie, at least with this trailer, it seems like here's all the fan service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th- I, mean, I think you- here's what I think. And th- this, uh, 
this is just Ray giving his opinion and his theory on this. It's short. I yeah. think what they're doing with this trailer is they have seen, there's no way they couldn't have seen everything that everybody was talking about and how worried they were that being the last movie that it was going to be garbage and nobody was going to like it. You know, There's no way you could avoid all that. So I think what they did with this trailer was to be very specific and show people, no, look, this is going to be good. You have to yeah. watch it. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I think so. Um, you see that scene, of course, you get the uh, the line of, your coming together will be your undoing. And here's my question. Who is the emperor talking about? Your coming together. I know Ray is one of them. but I, I honestly I, think it's Ray and Kylo. I think so, too. I think that you're going to see the First Order and the Resistance they that they start to see that the empire that the emperor is a bigger threat to all of them and you're going to see them starting to work together and to combat the um the growing rise of the of this new imp, of this the emperor that they they start to see him as a as a shared threat yeah and yep. that they need to work together and Oh, you know, overcome their differences and work together. Um, then, of course, we get the first kind of, I guess you could say, emotional scene with 3PO. Um, I mean, what did you think of that? I mean, when you first saw it and, you know, 3PO gives the line of, I'm taking one last look at my friends. <laughs> well, I think... <laughs> 3PO was always kind of a cynical pessimist for yeah. for for a droid. <laughs> and I I think he's probably telling them that this is this is it for them. Mm. I mean I mean there's there's been rumors that he's going to have his memory wiped. And that's very very possible. I mean that it, it had it's well, happened previously because he always yeah. gets onto R2 about telling stories. Yeah, um, but I think in a way it kind of makes sense because George has said in the past that the the droids were sort of the the eyes of the audience that the story was told through the dro- through the through the droids that that they were our kind of look into this world. Um, they were the stand-in for the audience. And so it would make sense as this saga is coming to an end that is closing, as we're closing our eyes on this saga, that the droids would also be closing their eyes on it. Mm, that's so that's, I mean, that's kind one. of it's almost like a meta meta sort of sort of thing for that. So um, but I know why they put it in there in the trailer. It was to get on those emotional tug on those emotional heartstrings of you know, this is a beloved character. He's been there since the beginning. Um, you know, um, C-3PO has been in every movie. He's right. the one character that's been in every movie of this, other than, of course, the, um, I think, Solo. He wasn't in Solo. 
Right. But other than that, he's been in every single movie. Yeah, um, I, I he has. He's been there throughout every single one of them. And he might be an anno- he might be an annoying droid, but darn it, he's our annoying droid. <laughs> yeah, <That's laughs> I guess so that true. kind of thing. It's like yes, like, yes, he's annoying, but he's our he. But yes, he's he's our annoying droid, but he's our annoying droid. Um. So I mean, there's so many things, as you said before. There's so many things that could happen with that. Um. And then that score when it goes into that that slowed down version of the uh, the Star Wars thing that was just wow that to me was just awesome um, I agree uh, and he was to me C3PO was always meant to be the comic relief he had his moments here and there yeah but and that's I don't know I feel like again Kind of going back to the Kylo thing, I think maybe this is um, meant to be a little out of character for him. I would really hope that they weren't going to wipe his... If they do, I hope it's in the very beginning of the movie. Well, there's another theory that I've heard is that they're not wiping his memory, they're uploading it. Oh. They're, uh, They're doing what they did with in Solo where they're uploading his consciousness, so to speak, into a ship, or that he is going to be a spy. And that's why you see him with the red eyes, that they're going to, and to do that, they have to wipe his memory. Which we kind of saw a a droid infiltration in the Clone Wars. (laughs) So I guess that is Well, and there's there's also another theory that... um, I don't know, and I don't know if you've heard this one that three PO has been a a spy in some sense from the beginning. I I have read some of those theories, and that, that would be very interesting. And yeah, um, I mean, an unwitting spy. Yeah, um, you know that he didn't know that he was spy. You know, spying for essentially Vader. Right. Um, Oh, but, that, that would just be, I don't know, that'd be too much for everybody to handle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, you get the, um, shortly after that, you get the, um, I just have to say this really quick, Space Horses FTW. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, Space Horses, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw that. I was like, What? I mean, uh, people always referred to Star Wars as a space western, but come on. <laughs> um, and then the uh, the voiceover, we get the first voiceover from Luke, uh, saying that the destiny it is the destiny of a Jedi to confront fear. Right. And and I don't know what you think, but who do you think he was talking to? I my theory is he was talking not to Ray. I think he was talking to Kylo. That's Kylo is the one who needs to confront his fear. I mean, my first initial impression was that he was talking to Ray, but now that you say that, yeah, I I think you're. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see because if one thing Star Wars has always done is Star Wars has always been about. And I think this trailer showed me one thing. 
a couple of things. One, you're not going to get Dark Darth Ray. No, no, I, because <laughs> Star Wars has always been. There's two things that Star Wars has always been. It's always been about the battle between good and evil, and it's been about redemption. Yep. We saw the redemption of in the fir- in the uh, the original trilogy. We saw the redemption of Anakin, um, and there was a very good definition between what was good and what was evil. Even in the sequels, the prequel trilogy, they they kind of did that the same. It was a little bit more nuanced, but you definitely got the idea that the Jedi were good and the Sith were bad. That the the Republic and the clone troopers were good. And the droids were bad. And with the original trilogy, of course, it was even more clear cut where the rebels were good, the Empire bad. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, it's kind that's of, what they made us want to believe. <laughs> yes. We, again, foreshadowing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, but again, it's, it's also been about redemption. And I think we're going to see the redemption of Kylo. I would absolutely agree with that. I think, and some people who said that it can't, I know there's people who say that it can't be done after he killed Han. Uh, it can't be done, but. Well, I mean, Anakin pretty much killed everybody he knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be this new threat of the Emperor that kind of brings him into. And I think that when you see that scene where you see them on the wreckage of the Death Star, I think that's a situation where they both have been drawn there. Mm -hmm. And they start fighting, but then they soon realize that we need to work together. And, um, that scene where that statue, where they're destroying the statue, uh, that looked like a Vader statue to me. Yeah, I had I had seen that elsewhere. Other people said the same thing. I I'm I haven't taken the time to really slow it down and look at it yet. But yeah, from it, it, it happens so fast, and it really also, does. Though I mean, it does yeah. look like a Vader statue, and it's. It's hard to tell where that's at because it looks, it definitely looks like Imperial or first, right. uh, you know, very white, very whitewashed. So it doesn't look like it's necessarily inside the Death Star. It could be inside a Star Destroyer. Um, possibly, you know, the Emperor's personal ship or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting to me is that behind them, uh, when they destroy the statue, behind them, the way the opening is shaped is the same style of the um, Vader's chamber that he was able to take his, his suit off and everything. It, it's yes. kind of that same, those, uh, for lack of any other term, the teeth. Uh, are the same yeah. shape and everything. So Well, and I've heard another theory that this might be a shared force vision. Ah. Uh, because it is because it is so of all the scenes, that's the one scene other than the scene where you see uh Ray and Poe or not Ray and Poe, but Finn and Poe uh running through the corridor shooting the uh stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. 
this is the one scene that seems like it's in that's not inside that's not in the death star right and um, we also see kylo's got his uh mask back on it's, He's got his. That's the one. And that's the only scene that you see him with his helmet on. Mm-hmm. Is that scene right there? That's the only scene in this in this trailer that you see him with his. Um, and it looks like they're working together in that scene. Yeah, yeah. That they're use that they're working together to take down this whatever this threat was. Um, and the, it looks like after he does it that he goes to take the mask off. It, you, if you notice a split second, he they hit it, they hit the statue or whatever it was, and then as he turns around, Kylo reaches yeah, for his. He, looks he like does. Kylo reaches for his mask. Yeah, like he he's reaches going to for the take chin. It off. Yep, yep. Um, I see that now. Uh, then you got the scene of Space just horses. that massive fleet. Yeah. More space horses for a brief moment. Yes, more space horses. <laughs> How are um, they outside? <laughs> I think I think this is I think this fleet is still in the atmosphere. Ah. I think this is a fleet. I think this is going to be a battle that's going to take place. Or at least that's part of the battle is going to take place inside the atmosphere of a planet. So that's why the horses are able to. Um, and they, I, they have this, the horses have a name, but I cannot for the life of me remember it. Um, we also get, uh, in an earlier scene, we get some Y-Wing love. Yeah. Y-Wing actually doing something, actually doing something for once <laughs> instead of just being blown up. Right. Uh, uh, in that big battle scene, we also see an X-Wing and a B-Wing. Yep. We got a good lance, a, a like good look at a B wing. That was a pretty awesome. Uh, and then our first tiny glimpse of the emperor. Yep. At least the cloak. Well, yeah, um, a little little side hood. Little side hood. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, a little bit of the laugh, and it looks like he's on sort of mechanical throne or chair. Yeah, it does. Got some um, wires or something coming off of it. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think it could be a situation where he is hooked up like Vader was? Oh, very likely. Some sort of, some sort of, you know, he survived, but he's got some sort of mechanical apparatus that's keeping him alive. That very well could be. Um, yeah. Because we've seen, you know, that the dark side as. Um, Palpatine himself would have said the dark side is a path to powers that some might deem unnatural. Right. So, um, and then of course we got the, the last scene is Ray holding the lightsaber and Luke with the line, the force will be with you. And then just to throw, put the knife right in the heart Leia gets the final line of always. Yeah. I, that to me, that was the, that was the emotional moment for me. That was the one that was like, okay, someone needs to stop cutting onions in here. (laughs) I genuinely Um, believe that Leia is going to come back to talk to Ray as a, as a force ghost. I really do. It'd be, be interesting that would be interesting 
Um, so let's just kind of go back and, you know, what are some of our, look back at some of our theories and, um, as far as how we think this movie is going to go. Oh, man. <laughs> I think this is going to be a roller coaster for sure. Um, but yeah. I, I think that. I think that the trailer is pretty well uh, forthcoming in in what we're seeing. Uh, there probably uh-huh. aren't going to be too many surprises. I think the biggest part of it is kind of like you said, it's going to be the redemption. It's going to be the, the closure and it's going to be the good guys winning in the end. And yeah. I think that that means that Ray is going to defeat the emperor. Or the ghost of the emperor somehow. I, I think she'll she'll be able to defeat, and I think Kylo's gonna get his redemption by helping her. But I don't know yeah. what that means for Kylo once it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I also noticed that there's a character missing. Uh, we haven't seen General. What's his name? <laughs> Is that why he's missing? <laughs> I don't know. It could be. It could be. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, um, if they address that. Yeah. Um, uh, it was good to see Lando back. Yeah. Always good to see. Always good to see Lando, and to see Lando back in the back in the cockpit of the Falcon. Yeah. And the Falcon's got its dish back. It did. It did. In that Woo. scene with all the ships and it drops down, it's it's got its uh, dish right on there. Yeah. All fixed up, right as rain. All fixed up. That's right. Uh, and I did like the scene of all of them getting into the cockpit of the Falcon. That was kind of a cool scene. I agree. That with, was a good scene. Because that was the first time that we've really seen all of them together. And Chewie um, looking young as always. Chewie, Chewie looks like he's been using some uh, some pert shampoo or something, <laughs> keeping you know his uh, keeping himself shiny and uh, the hair hair flowing immaculately, looking looking <laughs> handsome as always. Exactly. Um, Apparently, Wookies are extremely long lived. <laughs> they are. They are. Um. But yeah, I think it's going to be a fun, fun movie. That this movie looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I, I think, like I said before, I think that that is exactly what they wanted out of this trailer is for people to watch it and say, "Oh, okay, this is going to be a good one." And I not, think so not too. To be worried, yeah. Yeah, I, I think with the other two movies, especially with Last Jedi and. I enjoyed Last Jedi. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the Star Wars movie, but I enjoyed it. And I know this is going to probably upset a lot of people, but oh well. <laughs> um, I do feel that they tried to be too serious with Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, and even some, in some sense, with Force Awakens. Um, and I, I remember. Two years ago, right before Force Awakens came out, we did a, me and my family did a rewatch through all the movies. And because um, my wife had never seen the original trilogy. 
And so we watched all of them. And I remember when we got to New Hope, because we watched them in chronological order. One, oh, two, okay. three, four, five, and six. Um, that after we got done watching uh, A New Hope, and my mom mentioned, the one word she mentioned is she said, I forgot how fun that movie is. <laughs> that it's just a, that's, the original Star Wars is just a fun movie. Right. And I think that's what I'm hoping to see from Rise of Skywalker is just a fun movie. Just a fun ride, you know, that, yes, there'll be some serious moments in there. Yes, there'll be some, you know, tearjerker moments. And um, I said this before, and I'll say it again. If you don't like watching a grown man cry, don't don't sit next to me during this movie. Because <laughs> the minute that that opening crawl comes up, I will be like a baby. Right. Um, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping for a fun movie. Well, here's the thing, and this is a theory of my own moving on past the movie. My thing is they're not just going to let it, they're just not going to let Star Wars die. I mean, no. we had we had four, five, and six, and it took a while before they came out in one, two, three. And then yeah. it feels like it was almost half that time that they jumped in with seven, eight, nine. Yeah. I think they're not even going to give us a moment to breathe, to be honest. I mean, they had already had it lined up and they were talking about it. I mean, I really think yeah. they're not going to give anybody time to digest and really get nostalgic over it. They're going to just say, okay, here's the new new Star Wars. Here, everybody. Here's another trilogy. Yeah. Oh, that one didn't come out so good. We're going to get a different director and try it again. I think they... I I kind of sadly I kind of agree with you, but I think that's a mistake. I think they need to give maybe not a ton of time, at least for you know, and I hope they do stick with what they're saying of this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Yes, yes, I you know I think I, we've it, seen now, enough I don't of mind, the Skywalkers. I don't mind them being like mentioned, like especially if the movies are going to go into the future mm-hmm. of Star Wars. But definitely not them not to have them be the focal point of of the story. Yes. Um you I know, agree. maybe a mention here and there of the sky of, of the Skywalkers or whatever is fine, but um I think this needs to close that chapter. That that, that chapter of the sky of the Skywalkers of Luke of Anakin needs to end. You know, one way or the other. Um, right. What I would like to see, and they they can redo it kind of cyclical style and have it be the future, or just say, you know what? We're going to do a prequel prequel, and I would like to see back when the Sith were at their height, when the Jedi mm. were plentiful and... I want to see that time frame because I, it, for me, when I watched Star Wars, it was all about the Jedi. It was about the Force, and for yeah. me, anyway, that's just what I lived for to watch. Oh this. yeah, yes, I definitely want to see an old Republic movie. Yeah, um, and 
the the, you know, the the Jedi Civil War with the the Jedi versus the Sith, yeah. and or or even you know, um, and this is the one thing I was kind of hoping that the Mandalorian TV series would be would would have been the Mandalorian Wars and Ooh. the rise of Revan. See, that would be really good. I you know what they just need to do like another movie trilogy that was uh not so long ago and they just need to start at the beginning <laughs> yeah go all the way back and start at the beginning that's right that's right uh so um i think that about wraps it up for now and before we go any further with our um all our goodbyes and everything like that. We have a huge, huge, massive announcement uh, for our end of the year show. Oh, yeah. Yes, that is right. Uh, our end of the year show, we're going to be doing our biggest show we have ever done. Uh, we're going to be promoting the heck out of this thing. We are going to be doing the trial of Darth Vader. Yes, you heard that right. We're going to be putting the Dark Lord of the Sith himself on trial for his crimes or supposed crimes. <laughs> uh, I myself, your humble host, will be defending the good Dark Lord of the Sith, the good Lord Vader. And uh, right here will be the prosecution. Yeah. Inquisitor uh, style. Ooh. <laughs> uh, um, Joe, our other host, will be acting as mediator and kind of coming up with the whole concept of how it will work. We will be uh, dropping hints and dropping, you know, every, all that kind of thing uh, as time goes on. Uh, right now, we're looking at probably late December. Um, probably sometime before the movie comes out right. to do this. Um, if, course, it, if at all possible, I think we should probably also um, get, uh, see if we can use the um, Realm of the Mist Twitch channel, which I, I could have yeah. on off to the side, and that way if anybody else wanted to get on there and chime in with their thoughts, it could be relayed mm -hmm. into the, the trial <laughs> you uh, all could act uh, as jury. Yes. Well, that's the thing is you, the fans, are going to be the juror, jury. You are going to, because when we come back from our holiday break, um, we are going to allow you to vote on whether or not you think Lord Vader is guilty of his crimes or not guilty. Bum, bum, uh, bum. And, of course, we'll be doing a full breakdown of Rise of Skywalker once we get back from our holiday break then. But that is still several weeks away, so you got plenty of time. In the meantime, uh, you can find us, of course, at wherever Realm of the Mist is heard. Realm of the Mist podcasts are heard, uh, whether it be... Um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and of course on Anchor.fm, which is your one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And of course, we're the Stars Entertainment on Twitter at Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And email us at Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail.com. Uh, me personally, you can find me on Twitter at John Talia one because I'm, of course, the number one John Talia on Twitter, Facebook at Mark Talley, and Instagram at Mark at John Talley 3930. Uh, Ray, where can they find you? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, right here, uh, co-hosting on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. I also can be found doing interviews with Breaking the Fourth Wall, uh, acting as Chronicler on Chronicles of the Lost Realm, which if you go to Instagram and or uh, Facebook and type that into your search bar, Chronicles of the Lost Realm, all one long sentence, uh, you will find us there. All right. And as always, you can find us next week, hopefully, barring any major disruptor disruptions in the space-time continuum. <laughs> um, uh, next week, as we will be talking about the Empire and is the Empire truly evil? Until then... Here's a hint. They remember, were... Or were they? <laughs> but we'll get into that next week. Uh, until then, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>